On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Cody Felger. As always, my guy, Derek Larger, joining us. And we have a very special guest on with us today from the Indianapolis Colts, second-round pick last year out of TCU, Mr. Ben Banigou. Ben, thanks for coming on the show, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, just trying to, you know, uh, work through these days. Um, it's it's a little bit difficult, but um, making it work. So um, I'm happy to um, be on set and um, ready to get going. All right. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned it's just kind of weird days we find ourselves in with the coronavirus yeah. and all that stuff. I'm curious, man, um, how is this virus really – it's impacted everybody. It's impacted, you know, everyday life. It's impacted the sports world. It's even impacted you guys not being able to go into the Colts facility. But I'm curious for you specifically, how has this coronavirus really impacted you from this offseason as opposed to even last offseason? Um, I think – Last off season was more, you know, um, trying to get ready for um, what's coming up next. So for us, it was like rookie mini camp OTAs. So it was like you're kind of getting thrown into the fire. Um, but I think coming into this off season, uh, I guess a lot of guys were looking forward to having that first off season where you can kind of just uh, know who you are and um, kind of work on the things you need to work on. And that's kind of when you see like most of the growth, but um, with this happening, um, I just kind of feel like it just kind of slowed things down and it kind of took people out of their routines. But I feel like a lot of people have found light in it. I know I have. So um, it's been interesting times. Yeah, it certainly has been. And I guess before we get into more culture related questions, I'm curious and for our listeners out there, Tell us a little bit about you, man. How did you start getting into football? When did you start playing? How did you discover your love for football? And when did you decide, yeah. man, I want to start doing it at the next level, you know, collegiately and then the NFL mm-hmm. level? Yeah, so uh, I started playing football when I was in middle school. Um, I started my seventh grade year and eighth grade year. I was on um, the white team. We had green and white for our uh, high school. So green team was usually like the – guys that are a little more, you know, uh, refined in their skills and everything. So um, I wasn't on that team, so I knew I kind of had to work at it. Um, I was more of a hooper, you know. I used to play a lot of basketball, and I was more into that. Um, started falling in love with football probably about uh, my sophomore year, and I ended up uh, breaking my femur that year. So um, I was kind of on and off with football, kind of really got going my senior year, ended up getting one offer out of uh, college uh, to Louisiana Monroe and then transferred to TCU and kind of just um, took a lot of chances on myself. 
um, I knew I could play at a high high level, and uh, I wanted to uh, play against a couple of teams like Alabama and Georgia when I was at ULM and played well. So um, that's kind of when I knew that's like really what I wanted to do. And uh, my great coaches around me and um, outstanding teammates at TCU, and that kind of helped me grow. So um, I guess I would say I'm a late bloomer. Um, I've always loved football. I started out as a quarterback. And I wanted to be the next uh, Mike Vick or Randall Cunningham or whatever and um, kind of played a lot of spots because um, I didn't really um, – there wasn't really a place for me. I was kind of like a do-it-all guy, but I wasn't really great at one thing. And then I think TC really made me into a defensive end. So um, kind of stuck with that, and the Colts took a chance on me. And uh, I'm happy being a Colt, and I want to Im- improve on last year and um, – trying to be the best player I can be moving forward. Yeah, that's awesome, Ben. Uh, that kind of leads me straight into my next question that I had for you. Um, obviously, like you mentioned, you spent your first season at Louisiana Monroe. Uh, you mm-hmm. had 44 tackles and three sacks, and then you decided to transfer to TCU in 2016. And then uh, you obviously made a name for yourself there, had over 100 tackles and 17 sacks over the next two years. What made you decide that TCU was the right fit for you as a player and as a student there? Um, it was actually, um, I actually wasn't even looking for TCU. I was actually looking for a couple of schools that were close to home. Uh, the red and uh, blue school, I think, uh, something about a pony. But, um, yeah, I was actually looking to go to a couple of schools that were close to home. And uh, they actually – said that I um that that they didn't have the like the offers to um like left I guess and they kind of gave me the runaround um I ended up getting uh a call from TCU uh and it kind of just worked out as a last minute thing ended up um not even taking like an official visit or anything uh just telling them that I was going to show up and they gave me gave me a chance so um it was, it was kind of a quick turnaround, but um, I fell in love with the coaches. I fell in love with um, that, like the atmosphere, the camaraderie within the locker room. And uh, there was a lot of good guys on that team. So um, I think it just kind of helped, helped me grow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate those guys. I appreciate the coaches. Coach Patterson's a great coach. And um, I, I don't think I'd be here without him. So uh, props to him. And Ben, you've mentioned already a little bit about you know some expectations. I think every player sets expectations for themselves uh, for every season. I'm curious about some of your expectations that you had in 2019. And do you feel like you met some of those expectations? And were there some that you felt like you kind of failed to meet and you want to meet uh, maybe in 2020? Yeah, um, I think going into every season, everyone uh, kind of makes a goal sheet or like a or like aspiration type thing where they're looking to achieve certain like uh, accolades or um, like like a sack number, or different kinds kind of kinds of things like outside of just playing defensive end. I mean, each spot is different. But uh, as for me, yeah, um, I did have a lot of goals for myself, and I do think I achieved um, a lot of them. my one was kind of earning the trust of my teammates and and my coaches and being able to be um, a player that they can look at and count on. Um, I think that's the main thing. Um, 
And then outside of that, just being able to grow every day, um, not take any steps back. Um, I think working with Rob helped me a lot this year, um, kind of understand my game and, uh, and like I understand how, how I move, what moves work for me, what moves don't. Um, I've been working on like this off season, just working on moves where, um, it's just like one or two, two moves, keep it simple. And, um, I think that'll help me moving forward this upcoming year. Um, I think I, I bring a lot of good things to the table. And uh, as, 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 as far as things that I, I need to work on, uh, you know, I think uh, all the coaches and uh, Rob kind of talked talk to me about that, kind of um, asked me what I thought I needed to work on. And um, we were kind of on the same language. So I don't think I achieved all the goals I wanted to. Um, just cause, you know, it was like some circumstances that, um, kind of happened throughout the season, but, um, this upcoming year is a new year. I'm excited for it. Um, you know, uh, but the first thing is, um, every year is a new year. You have to earn the trust of your team and your coaches at like year in and year out. So that's going to be my first goal coming into this year. And then, um, obviously like I have high expectations for myself. I'm not going to say I'm going to do all these things. I'm just going to go out there and do it. So. Yeah, obviously you mentioned, you know, some of the things you have to work on. Uh, The common quote of failure is known as the best teacher. You get to learn from those failures and make yourself better. Uh, Was there ever a point during this season where you felt like you could have done more but didn't? Or is there like a low point for you at any point during the last season? Um, I guess – I, I guess I'll start with the low point. I think um, it was actually a good transition for me. I started off playing a lot because we had some guys injured. Um, and I did well. But um, going into the week, you know, um, I kind of hit a like a little um, bump on the road. And um, we ended up playing Kansas City that week. And I played strictly special teams. And um, th- that game was big. Um, it was on a big stage, and we were able to play play well. Our team won, but the main thing was that I took took away from it was that I wanted to be ready, and um, I wanted to be able to be trusted enough to be be out on the field. And I feel like that's after after that week, it kind of changed for for me. And uh, I think you kind of saw changes in my play, and then. Um, and then when we played uh, the Broncos, you you, you kind of see it culminating, and it was it was a good experience. It was cool. Um, and then once I kind of figured out, all right, like this is how it this is how it kind of kind of works. Um, I feel like I started making strides, and um, I feel like I you know I was getting a lot uh, more playing time as the year went on. Um, I kind of rolled with that. Yeah. And then you mentioned, you know, the physical stuff that you, you mentioned, figuring out some more of your moves and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. curious for you, and from a team standpoint, obviously you guys had that hot start. Like you mentioned, a Kansas City game. You got into the eventual Super Bowl champions. Yeah. And then the second half of the season, it seemed like something happened where, you know, you, you went from a winning record to ultimately a 7-9 and nine record. So I'm curious, what do you as a player and what do you guys as a team need to do here in 2020 to avoid that from happening again? You know, I think we were kind of young uh, last year. I mean, we're we're gonna be young next year. We have a young team, um, so I think uh, just you know we kind of got in a rut, and you know it happens. Um, it's the NFL; like every team is good. So um, I think we added a lot of pieces that are really going to help our team. 
Um, we have a guy com- coming in that's played about two um, decades in the league. Uh, he's he's, he's going to be an instant leader. Uh, we have D-Tackle coming in, uh, you know, and everyone knows him, you know. So uh, those two guys are going to come in and really help our team, I think. Um, our team's already competitive. We have a lot of guys that are, that are that have already shown that um, with our linebackers and our O-line. Um, I think that, you know, this upcoming year, we're going to turn a lot of heads. Uh, I, I know he kind of struggled this past year, but um, we have a young team. And um, I think a lot of people kind of counted us out. And if you kind of look at the games, we played everyone close, just kind of a couple of things here and there that didn't go our way. But uh, I think, you know, the guys up top, that they get paid a lot of money to make the ship go. And I see the ship going in the right direction. Gotcha. Yeah, you mentioned it, how, you know, you guys obviously Colts Nation that didn't want that outcome of seven and nine, you guys included. But let's shift over to some more positives because there's a couple of those yeah. in there. And for you personally, um, some some things for you personally, you got a sack in your NFL debut, uh, got Phillip Rivers, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, to getting the game-winning sack again, uh, fumble against the Denver Broncos, which I think is our fan favorite of yours. And obviously, you guys defeated the Kansas City Chiefs, who obviously went on to win the Super Bowl. What was your favorite football moment from last year? Um, yeah, I, I think it would be a runaway with the uh, sack to end the game. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it was kind of cool. Uh, my first play ever as a Colt. Um, I got a freebie sack. Yeah, you know, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I'll crack some jokes with uh, uh, Evers about it when I see him. <laughs> but uh, I think the uh, um, when we played against the uh, Broncos, it was you know it, it, it was good because it wasn't just that like you kind of make a play, but it was like you you made an impact on the game. You you ended the game. So, and as a defensive end, that's something that you kind of live for. Mm-hmm. So I think that was probably my favorite moment. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, I'm curious for you, Ben, coming in last year as a rookie, yeah. pick, um, learning a lot of the ropes of an NFL defense and just NFL life. I'm curious for you last year, who are some of the guys, maybe, you know, coaches, players, who are some of the guys that had the biggest influence on you last year in your transition to the NFL world? Um, as far as uh, players that I've met, like my teammates that I met throughout my time, um, I'd probably say uh, EJ because um, he, we were all in the same like um, class of linebackers, Bobby, uh, Kari, Rock. You know, we were all in the same class. So um, really everyone in that rookie class, uh, Marvell, you know, we're all kind of like glue guys, you know, so – you know, like if if we ever do anything, or um, if we ever were in our uh, rookie camps with DT, uh, you know, it was just us. But as far as guys that were um, like on the team, like vets, I'd probably say Justin. He was probably like a like a uncle kind of thing. You know, he was always steering us in the right direction. Uh, Jabal, uh, uh, I guess Tere. Uh, Tere was. Uh, one of those guys that was young, but at the same time, we could relate. Um, he kind of went through it, uh, this, this past year. And, uh, as far as coaches, uh, 
I'd probably say uh, Coach Wright, surprisingly, he's a coach. You would think that he's kind of, uh, you know, has a lot of things to worry about outside of, you know, certain spots. You know, he's a, he's a quarterback's guy, but he spent a lot of time with the D-line and um, just getting a chance to know him and the type of person he, he is. And he has a, a religious uh, background. So it's just, um, you know, he's a really um, – cool guy to kind of pick his brain and understand him. And um, he was a really big help for me this year. Gotcha. All right, let's shift over to the defensive scheme that you guys run. Uh, Regardless of how certain fans feel about the Tampa two defense, uh, it's what Eberflus has you guys running. Uh, Obviously it uh, provides a lot more zone looks, uh, more odd coverages and provides different ways for you guys to get to the quarterback. What do you what do you like and appreciate about the Tampa two, and how do you feel that helps your style of play and it helps the other guys who are back there as well? Uh, I think the Tampa two is good uh, for guys like me, guys like we have on our defense, guys that can run around and make plays, don't really have to think that much, can kind of just uh, shoot their shots, and you know it's a upfield pressure defense. We're trying to get in the backfield as fast as possible. So um, you know I love it. Um, I love being out on a wide nine or being um, in a five and being able to uh, rip and run and do all the things that uh, I'm kind of gifted with, like speed. Um, and I know all the other guys love it too. Yeah. And obviously this year, especially in free agency, the Colts, mm-hmm. you guys have been very active in bringing yeah. in new guys um, to this defense specifically. I'm kind of curious your thoughts specifically to the defensive line because you guys now added – Obviously, traded away number 13, added to force Buckner to the group, signed Sheldon Day. How excited are you for this defensive line? And what do you think, honestly, that the, these additions can do for you guys on that defensive front? Um, I, I definitely think when you bring guys like that, it kind of opens everything up for like everybody. Um, I know the guys on the edge are going to be happy about it because you got guys in the interior that can kind of do their thing. They're going to demand double teams. And, I, I, and it opens it up for young guys like me, um, Teray, uh, Taekwon, uh, and, and I think it'll really help our D line. It'll, it'll help our team. Um, it'll build a lot of competition, and I think that's what a lot of people are are, are excited about. Obviously, Chris Ballard always preaches about the locker room. It's about the chemistry yeah. in the locker room and how you guys all feel together. That's what makes this team the way it is. Give me the inside scoop of what the locker room is like. Is it really like that knit tight that Chris Ballard says it is? Um, I think every locker room is different. Um, just as far as just like football in general, like from a little kid all the way up till you get in the NFL, it's uh, like there's something sacred about a locker room. There's just something special about a locker room. Some locker rooms are bad. Some are really good. And the ones that are really good, um, like I think ours is um, you find guys that um, understand each other, um, not just on a football level, but on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think um, he he usually says that it's not the players or like it's not the skill that makes the locker room. It's like the people that are in it. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a lot of good people in our locker room. And uh, it's cool because it's, like, it's a lot of young people. So we all can uh, – relate to each other and then obviously we have a couple old heads and you can always pick their brain and um you know it's good what 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 he's done and what the coaches have done um to 
um, assemble this team and have a great locker room. It's, it's pretty good. Awesome. Well, I think that's all the questions we have for you. Thank you, Ben, for your time, man, on coming on to the show. We really appreciate it a lot. Um, super exciting, man, to see you here in your second year with the Colts. How you continue to develop, you know, physically, mentally, your game. And also, man, if a training camp happens, that you continue to, to push your way up for depth chart. So, man, yeah. we appreciate you. We really appreciate you coming on. And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Definitely. All right, man. We'll take care. All right. You too.